Welcome to episode two of the Bro Podcast with me, Ishi, AJ, and Hamza. How are you, boys? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you, Hamza? Yeah, I'm doing good. How's things? How's things, boys? It's all right. Same old, same old? Yeah, same old, same old. Uh, Before we start, I just want to say thank you both for starting this up with me. The first episode was a hit, over 100 views on Spotify and Anchor. I also want to say thank you to all the viewers who tuned in and listened to an hour of Hamza chatting pure shit. <laughs> Being a deluded Liverpool fan, like <laughs> always. But I just want to say thank you. And in this episode, we'll be containing the results of the Champions League, Europa League, and the latest transfer news that has gone on since episode one and episode two. Before we start, I just want to say a little something. We, together, have made an Instagram account. This account contains all the recent information, all the new information on all the previous episodes that you want to listen to. Obviously, we've only made the first one and right now the second one. But every time there's some new information that needs to be broadcast or that needs to be spread out, it won't be going on our personal account. It'll be going on the shared Instagram account. That is the Bro Podcast, all lowercase letters, no spaces. That is the Bro Podcast. All lowercase letters, no spaces. And that's all for me today. Uh, did you watch the Champions League this week, lads? Yeah, I watched the Champions League. Yeah, Very interesting. Honestly, I, I watched some of the games. I was just like, I was shocked about the results. Which one? I'm not going to dive into the biggest one. I'm going to start with the smallest to the largest. Leipzig. Did not expect Leipzig to win, honestly. Really? To be, I don't, I don't know actually. Like, obviously Leipzig, the the club was formed like what twelve, thirteen years ago. Yeah, Atletico, yeah. huge yeah. history in Spanish football. Real Madrid rivals, always a top contender for the La Liga. Obviously, not the top two, but it's like a Tottenham for the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah. They they won't win anything, but they're just there to add pressure. I expected them to win, to be honest. I think harsh. calling him Tottenham is a bit it of a is. disrespect, you know. Well, that's just my view. That's the point of the podcast. Different opinions, different views, different Yeah, formats. you're entitled to that, but Tottenham Hotspur, it's a bit too far, that one. Come on. Yeah, but think about it. you got the main four teams, Tottenham. They're just there for a flipping, just to put pressure on the other teams, aren't they? That's a, that is literally Atletico Madrid and Sevilla. We'll get into Sevilla later. I'm a United fan. We will get mm-hmm. on to Sevilla. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I, will, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. Yeah, but Leipzig, though. I, I, Leipzig, in that game, proved why it's going to be an yeah. old German final, mm. in my opinion. Leipzig were the young, exciting... Dominant team. Attacking yeah. team, yeah. Against a very defensive, old, diminishing team. They've got bright sparks at Lake Madrid. Don't get me wrong. But the football they play all the time isn't going to guarantee in results in the long term. It's very repetitive football, don't you think? Like, with Griezmann gone, they've got no main attacking strikers like they use it with Griezmann. Like, Griezmann provided the goals, the strike force. But now, since he's left to Barcelona, in my opinion, I just think they just don't have it anymore. That's why they got knocked out by Leipzig. Because, obviously, Leipzig won 2-1. All they needed was a few more goals to finish off their chances. But they just don't, they just don't have the deadly finisher to finish off those chances. I get yeah, I get yeah. In this game though, Leipzig, speaking of deadly finisher, they did not look like they missed mm. Timo Werner at all. You said that very happily, didn't you, AJ? <laughs> Considering he's coming civil Very, very happily. Mm-hmm. Hamza, what did you think about the result? I know you're Liverpool link with Yeah, Werner. I want to Werner. I love Werner. He's a world-class striker. But going back to the Leipzig game, I was... I'm not gonna say I'm not. I was. I'm, I'm not gonna say I was surprised. I knew Leipzig are a good team, mm. but yeah, I, I knew Leipzig had it in them. But I thought Madrid would be able to take it. You know? I thought Madrid would take it. That's why I thought. Yeah, go on, carry on. I rate Jan Felix. He's a baller, but he's not been on it this season. Like, was it 105 million euros they paid for Jan Felix? How old is he again? He's he's, 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 he's young. He just doesn't have the experience. Like with. Griezmann, he had World Cup experience. 
And within that World Cup team, you had a variety of players that yeah. played in different leagues. Like you had Matuidi, you had Pogba, you had Lloris, you had Kimpembe. You had all of them that played in different leagues, like the Italian league, uh, the French league, the English league. But with Felix, he just he hasn't got the experience and he hasn't played with other players with the experience that he can bounce yeah. off, he can learn things mm. from things. So I think once... He gets to do that. He's Portuguese, isn't he? Is he Portuguese? Yeah, he's Portuguese. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. obviously, in the Portuguese team, you've got players from the Spanish league, you've got the Portuguese league, yeah. you've got uh, the Italian league, you've got the English league. So, I think once he settles in the international team, he'll learn things and he'll adapt from them players, which he can bring back to Atletico and put it in the team and try to adapt it and become a deadly finisher. But I think... Right now, in the next few years, I think he's just starting. Yeah, he's not like he's not hit the book straight away. It's like he's meddling his way through. Because think about it, Griezmann was a very, very good player for Atletico, so he's left a massive shadow for Felix to fit in, in my opinion. Yeah, I can't really agree with you on that one with the whole Felix thing. I think Felix is a world class baller. To call him world class right now is a bit far fetched. I'd just say he's he's really good mm-hmm. technically. He knows where the goal is. But I can't agree with the fact that putting his form down to him only mm-hmm. is yeah. a sole factor. If you think about it, he went from a team in Benfica who were on the front foot attacking and he was enjoying the fruits of that labour. When you go to an Athletic Madrid and going back to the Leipzig game, they were camped in their own penalty box mm. and there's not much for a £126 million striker to do when he's the only yeah. one out of his box. That, mate, yeah. He's got no one to link up with. No one's giving him the ball. It's just a, it's a recipe for disaster for a young he, kid. I don't think we can judge him straight can, away that harshly. You have to remember, he's only 20 years old. He's turning 21 yeah. in November. He has so much stuff to learn. And I think under a right manager, Diego Simeone is a world-class manager, but under the right attacking manager, He'll become world class for sure. Yeah, maybe I agree with that. like under Pep or Klopp or someone, he'll become world class. So talking about Leipzig, like, they'll be playing PSG in the semi final. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? One of them, two days. Yeah, it's Tuesday. What do you think of PSG's performance last week? <laughs> they got lucky. They got lucky. Yeah. 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 Uh, is, very sure very doing. last minute. I'm looking at the yeah. scoreline right now. They scored the first goal in the 90th. Two goals in the 90th minute. Yeah. Think, mm-hmm. Atlanta, I think they played quite good throughout the game. They played good defensively, but they just bottled it last minute, just like Preston. Score a goal, <laughs> to be honest. try to defend, and they bottle it. That is Preston's literally summed up in three, four seasons. And last, since we've been in the championship, I know I'm going a bit off topic, yeah. but we'll be discussing Preston when the season starts with a very special guest. I won't say who. Well, we'll let the viewers find out sometime soon. He knows Everyone who he knows is. who it is. The main man. Well, back to PSG. Do you think they will beat Leipzig in the semi-final? Well, before we touch on that, I just want to go back to go the on. game itself. And I watched yeah. the game in full. And what we saw was a very good attacking young team yeah. in Atalanta yeah. and we saw bottle jobs <laughs> very expensive bottle jobs and the only reason that I can put PSG's win down to was a combination of two things well three things or four the first being Atalanta being very very inexperienced if, if you saw they're a team that play front foot attacking football they press they attack, attack, yeah. attack. And when you're in the closing stages of a Champions League quarterfinal, you've got to learn how to manage the game mm. and see it out. Mm. They didn't do that. They just they were naive and they kept playing their football. And in most cases, that does work. But when you need to grind a game out, when you're on a one-goal lead, you've got to see it out instead of going for more goals. So that was one point. The other three, two more so than one, Kylian Mbappe, Neymar. Them two single-handedly 
Claude PSG out of obscurity. Mm. And then the third one is obviously Chupa Martin. Where, where did he come from? <laughs> That's Don't what I mean. That. With sorry, with Atlanta, is there a team that play for pride? Obviously, PSG play for pride, but the Atlanta have because they're a team of young players, right? With great ambition. They came into the Champions League buzzing. They're like, look, in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, let's give the hardest. And they went on the pitch with 100% and they left with 100%. I'm gutted they got knocked out because I would have loved them to be in the semi-final, even the final. I love seeing a young team who has so much passion and dedication to the team, to the game of football. Like, they played against PSG, but obviously PSG, big names, Scored last minute. Scored two in ninetieth minute, was it? Yeah, two. Yeah. Two goals in ninetieth yeah. minute. Someone called Sergio Ramos. I can just pick up on that. <laughs> I can just pick up on that. Though you talked about desire and passion from yeah. one team, and that was exactly it. You saw one team playing for each other, like Leipzig do. They yeah. play for each other. They run for each other. They're passionate. They the wanted dogs. it. And on the other hand, yeah. And on the other hand, you saw PSG the rich, rich money club. And they just weren't at the races. They didn't want it. They didn't have that hunger. And that's what I loved about Atalanta. They mm. wanted it. I think both of them, Atletico and PSG, being very big-name clubs in their league, they under... What's, what's the word? Undermined them? Under, under underestimated. The word, thanks. They underestimated these small teams. What you don't realise, these teams have everything to lose. I with PSG... They, they won their league title, didn't they? So even if they get knocked out, they can yeah. they can be like, oh yeah, we won the league title. It's all right. With these two teams, it's everything for them. It's their time to shine. And on the oncoming seasons, people will talk will still talk about Leipzig and Atlanta. They they reached the quarterfinals and they did quite well, but they just got very very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that. Sorry, I was going to say, um, going back to AJ's point about Kylian Mbappe, he did a start of the game. He came on as a sub. Does this change it for you? He is fit to start against Leipzig. Does that change like your prediction for the game? That's yeah. That's what I mean. They underestimated Atlanta because they kept their main start on the sub. He was injured. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was injured, but they brought him on because they really needed yeah. him because they were one 0 down. Let's just say if like yeah, let's say we were professional footballers and AJ was the best there. Obviously, he, he might have a little knock or a sprain, but if we're 1-0 down, you're going to bring the best player to bring it back. Mm. That sounds like they underestimated him. Because without him, he was a key uh, difference, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's assisted the last goal. The he, yeah, he, yeah, he assisted it, yeah. but before he was brought on, Atlanta were destroying them. So that means, in my opinion, that the team weren't good enough not good enough but they weren't tactical tactical enough to finish the game off as they should have been because they, they still have other big name stars like Marquinhos Neymar etc mm. was Di Maria playing I, unfortunately I didn't watch her match but was Di Maria playing um, I'm not sure I don't think he was yeah it's, yeah but you, 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 you still understand what I'm trying to say though right yeah. like they had to bring the biggest yeah. name to bring it back, but that shouldn't have happened in the first place anyway, because their level of football should be a lot higher because they face harder teams because they've had more experience in the Champions League and then players have actually have had a lot more experience in other different clubs, especially with Neymar, Mbappe, Di Maria, etc. 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 Di Maria was it playing? Or was he not playing? Yeah. No, he wasn't even a bench. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even a bench. Probably saving him for the semi-final. Yeah. Final, probably. It was Icardi, Neymar and Sarabia. That's what I mean, Icardi. Very good player, Icardi. Yeah. Talking about the other semi-final, did you see the Bayern and Barca game? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> days. I am very lucky I watched this game. I am oh, I'm delighted. Because for me, I love watching Spanish football. And you know I me, mean? like, I'm a massive Real Madrid fan. Yeah. Really? You yeah. that? Did you not? Oh, you can see my countless Sergio Ramos tops in the cupboard. Nah, but I'm joking. Honestly, like, obviously, Barcelona are a very good team. Don't get me wrong. But Bayern Munich were mm-hmm. another level. 
30 minutes, he scored four goals. Honestly, it was a, it was a whitewash. Or should I say a red and white it wash? It was mm-hmm. But honestly, it's like, like I was saying, these big-name players, they're just big names. We have big-name players in Bayern Munich who can play amazing. Muller, Lewandowski, Alfonso Davies. Come on, you got to congratulate Alfonso oh, Davies. Honestly, I think he is the left, the best left back I've seen so far. The best attacking it, left back. He's he can do everything. He can defend. Did you see his his dribbling, his ball control in the game? Yeah, his assist for Paris and his though. vision, his vision as well. It's not like obviously that's more of a left mid, but this kid, he's only nineteen, twenty years old, has an ability yeah. to play. Defensively and attackively as well, it's amazing to see how. Also, it's it's not just him. They've got such a good squad depth. They who did they brought? They brought on Lamar, who's a quality winger. They brought on Coutinho, who's got a goal and assist. Was it two goals or an assist? They brought on uh, issue. Yeah, uh, they brought on Coutinho. Yeah, was it Coleman? Coleman. Sorry, my yeah. Coleman, who's a quality winger, French yeah, winger, I believe. Yeah, quality Coutinho. Toliso, Hernandez, Coutinho, and Nicolas Sue, just a centre off. Yeah. Sue's a centre back, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sue and Hernandez. Hernandez can play left back, but I think they just played centre back. But them two are very quality. This is what I mean with squad depth. Bayern Munich or Gatlak do have a safe future. Like, if you compare it to other teams who don't have a squad depth like Manchester United, and I will talk about the Manchester United squad depth later, but with this squad depth, they brought on five amazing talents who just blew. Like with Coutinho, obviously he was on loan from Barcelona to Bayern Munich. And the way he played for Bayern Munich, it just showed what his potential is, what he can provide, what he can prove. He came on and he scored a goal and assist. Was it two goals and assists? I don't really know how many because he scored about eight bloody goals. I, don't, I lost count. Honestly, I actually lost count. I was just like... I was like, all right, come on, lads, double figures, come on, let's break a record, come on, let's get double figures, come on. I was cheering them on because I love to see, because everyone, like, people came in and like, yeah, they're sporting Barcelona for Messi, for Messi, but that that showed, I think, AJ, you touched up on this last um, last podcast, or it must have been one of our many PS4 debates, but Barcelona have an aging squad, and Messi is literally mm-hmm. one magician one trick in a big party bag full of nothing. Obviously, they have Suarez, but it's just it's just not enough. Like with Bayern Munich, they got Thomas Muller who played amazing. They had Coutinho who played world class. They had um, Lewandowski who's honestly, if Corona didn't happen, he should have got Ballon d'Or. He should have got Ballon d'Or a few seasons ago. He deserves it. He's, I think, my opinion, he's the most underrated player in the world. Because he's in, he's stuck in Ronaldo and um, Messi's shadow. But now both of them are out of the Champions League. And that's the first time they have not appeared in Champions League finals since 2005. Did you know that? Bet you didn't no, know. No, I did. That's crazy. Because you're a dumb, retarded Liverpool fan. Whoa, 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 you don't know any facts. <laughs> yeah. I do that, but... No, but going back to the game, though, there's a question to be asked here. Barcelona have been crucified across social media for the 8-2 drumming yeah. they received. But is it Bayern Munich excellence and them being the best team in the world? Or is it a Barcelona capitulation in your eyes, Hamza? It's a bit of both. Let's start with the Barca. If you look at Suarez, he's 33 years old. If you look at Vidal, he's 33. Messi? No, 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 no. I don't want this. I want, is it a capitulation or is it brilliance? We can talk about every individual. Uh, typical deluded Liverpool fan. Sport. You say one question, they go off the top, they go off the road and bring yeah, yeah, agents into part, this. Yeah, Barcelona, hell, Barcelona for the title today. Yeah, that was a good response, mate. Great response, They have nothing in the middle. All they have is Messi up top. Messi and Suarez up top. They have nothing in the middle to help them. Frankie De Jong, now Frankie De Jong, he's all right, but he can't do it himself. Like, come on. Yeah, that's, yeah but that's... he has Busquets next to him. He won't run. Busquets will not run. He's 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 the laziest player ever. Lazier than you, you fat fuck. Yeah, he's lazier than me, fam. <laughs> <laughs> then they have Gerald Pique <laughs> at the back. 
he did you see when Alfonso Davies dribbled past the I'm not sure who it was Semedo did you mention Gerard Piquet Paul Man yeah. Sergio Ramos oh, I think he God. did yeah he's oh, really goals now yeah Alfonso Davies he does a little dribble against Semedo Piquet as a defender supposed to cut off the pass he let him run past like, you can't do that all the pundits are going mad at him I think he's past it I think Barcelona or most Barcelona players have passed it they need to Personally, to get rid of everything. in my opinion, in my opinion, I think Barcelona have done that for yeah. a few years. Yeah, they've got an aging squad, financial <laughs> difficulty, Messi threatening to leave, which we'll touch on later. Bartomeu up for selection next year in the elections. There are shambles at the moment, on and off the pitch. And PK said it himself: it's not just what happened on the pitch. There's stuff behind the scenes, off the pitch that need to get sorted. And if it so be. He'll voluntarily leave the club because he does see what he is wrong, that, yeah. and he knows what is wrong. He did say that, yeah. And even though he is shit, it takes a big man to admit it. Mm. Coming back to Bayern Munich, it's just a wonderful performance from every single one of them. It's not like one person contributed everything; the whole team contributed. You got Perisic, you got Gnabry, you got Muller, you got Kimmich, you got Lewandowski, you got Alfonso Davies, you've got. The defenders, you've got the substitutions that made a difference. Coutinho came on, I don't know, like late second half or mid second half. Two so goals, one it. assist. That's what I mean. Late second half, mm-hmm. two goals, one assist. Literally just came on, scored two goals, got an assist first, scored two goals later. Like he's just unparalleled. But I think the reason they had such a massive scoreline, because nobody would have expected it. If you came in before the match, would you say to me, Oh yeah, Bayern Munich are gonna Fresh Barcelona 8-2. No, you wouldn't. Because you think Barcelona would at least defend that or at least fend that attack off. But my opinion, they're just not... They are good enough. But the ageing squad factor is very big in the squad. And one man can't do it alone. Yeah, well, before we touch on the red half of Manchester, the blue half didn't have such a good night in the Champions League, did they? That was another wonderful sight to see. I agree, I agree. Oh, yes. Enjoy it before we talk about it. <laughs> Don't get me started with United, I'll end up... This yeah. podcast will end up going yeah, for more than 24 hours. Yeah. Go, back, go back to see. Go uh, back to see. Go, yeah, let's move let's, yeah, let's on back to see. Yeah. A 3-1 loss to Leon. Did anybody see no. that coming? Personally, I'll go before anyone. I did see this you coming. Did. Personally. I did see this coming, yeah. And it wasn't much so City's performance because I thought they'd be raring to go. Their league form suggested they were going for the Champions League. They yeah. were raring for that Champions League. Pep Guardiola needs this. City needs this. De Bruyne needs this. Logically, City should have won this. And in the game, maybe they should have. Maybe they should have. But coming into the game, after seeing, especially the first two results, and then me expecting the Bayern-Barca game to be more level than it actually was, led me to believe this game's going to go to Leon, And then my logic did serve me right. Leon sat deep, defended City, pressed when they needed to, and got their three goals. And to that, I applaud them. Yeah. They're in the semis, and rightfully so. This is what I mean. The smaller clubs with less mentality, not less mentality, but who have passion and drive for the game, won again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I also coming think... Back- uh, sorry, she, but no, no. the only reason why Leon won, well, not the only, but one of the reasons Leon won, and not because well, if you look at the Premier League, City dominated everyone, they buy everyone. But in the Champions League, they, they fail because the teams know they have one chance and they don't care about the goal difference, they don't care about anything, they have one chance to win. And I think that's why they've won, they have the mentality, the strong mentality they have. They have to win. Like, losing was not a factor for Leon in that game. We saw that everyone, as soon as they counter-attack, all of them are running back. It's a mentality they have as a matter. Like, City came into the game probably motivated, probably overcompensated. They're like, yeah, we beat Real Madrid. 13-time Champions League um, champions. But, again, they underestimated their opponent. This is what I hate about teams like this. Obviously, when you're facing smaller clubs, you have that thought in your mind saying, oh, they're smaller than us. We've beaten one of the best teams in the world, Real Madrid. But if you can't 
fend off against Leon, who are a very good team, don't get me wrong, but not one of the best, then it just shows that City need to develop. Tactics need to be changed. Guardiola needs to screw his head on and just be like, look, we lost against Leon. We're out of the champion we're out of the Champions League. My job is at risk. Couldn't win um Premier League this season. Won it last season. Couldn't win it this season. And my only chance was to win the Champions League title, which I haven't done for Manchester City yet. But he didn't achieve this. So I think within the next few years his job is at me is at risk. Can I just touch on that real quick? You talked about Guardiola's job being at risk and he needing to screw yeah. his head on. If you compare his tenure to Manuel Pellegrini's, who we mm. succeeded, Pep Guardiola has spent £700 million more than Manuel Pellegrini did and has only won one trophy mm. more. And they are tied for the number of Premier Leagues that they have won. That is a shocking stat. I found that out today and... I like obviously, the only reason Pep, Guard- Pep Guardiola gets all this credit is because he managed to claw back a nine-point lead last season. Obviously, fair enough to him and the lads. That's very good. But if you can't do it this season, you can't do it in the Champions League, then clearly something needs to change. Either the players need to change, their man- mentality needs to change. Because the massive difference was, as soon as company went out, we saw City struggling defensively. And that's when they dropped a lot of points compared to Liverpool. That's even before um, then as well. Like when company was there, they were still defensively yeah. very shaky. But company was the main man, so as soon as he left, what I don't get is they should have got another very good experienced player to match company's level. Because company was a leader. He held the defence. He organised everything. He made sure that if there was a counter-attack, he would have fended it off properly. But this season, it showed that without a leader with those qualities, it's just it's just not enough. Obviously, they've got a very good attack. Don't get me wrong, Aguero, um, Kevin De Bruyne, unfortunately, David Silva left. But without a defence, you, you won't get anywhere. You win matches with attack, but you can't win um, leagues with, with no defence, can you? I agree. I agree with that, yeah. So I think City really need to invest in some defenders. Because they attack midfield. They've got a decent attack, they've got a decent midfield. It's just the defence. They don't have a leader. They don't have someone experienced enough. Yeah. I've got a question. So, after what has happened in the quarterfinals... Mm-hmm. Can we really say there is any difference between PSG and Man City when it comes to the Champions League? Can you read that question again? Is it PSG and Man City in the yeah. Champions League? They're both as bad as each other. Big money spenders, yeah. Big teams, big egos in their um, squads. But so I mean, you come in underestimate. Like with PSG, they just about won, but they underestimate their opponent. City, they came in, underestimated the opponent, and they lost. Things need to change with these big clubs. You can't go in. Like with other clubs, they go in, game in, game out. They're like, yeah, it's just another club. We're going to get it over and done with, get the three points, or get through to the next stages. We're going to go. These clubs with big egos, big ego, big egotistic players, they just come in, yeah, let's have a dance. Let's let's do this. Let's do that. Let's post on our Instagram. Let's post on our clothing brand. Whatever. That's a fucking shit show. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying to you. Shit really. Mm-hmm. This stuff really pisses me off. People don't play for the badge anymore. Look at back in the day. Players played for the badge. These players don't even play for the badge. They they play for the money. How much do what? Hundred and fifty k. Two hundred k a week. If I was at United, I'd play for free. Because I want to play for the badge. The only player like that's that's what I mean. We need more players like that in football nowadays. People are just too big egos, big cars, big fancy cars, all the clothing brands, all the sponsorship deals, all this, all that. But concentrate in the game, motivate your team better. If you become better, your team will become better. Someone needs to take role. Someone needs to take action. And big teams like PSG and Man City, people need to step up. 
obviously Man City they have De Bruyne, but one player isn't enough. You need the whole squad. Yep. Well, before we move on, just finally, what does a result like this mean for the likes of Kevin De Bruyne? Because looking back on his career now, he's won the Premier League, but a player like De Bruyne really should be winning the likes of the Ballon d'Or in the Champions League. Do you see him leaving anytime Obviously, soon? as a player, you play to win as many things and put it in your cabinet. So when you retire, you can be like, I was one of the best players. I've won this, 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 this and this. But with De Bruyne, his team's letting him down. And obviously, as a player, you're going to get frustrated. So if, if he doesn't win either Premier League or Champions League in the next season, or even two, but I think the next season, then serious stern words will be taken into account because... As a world-class player like De Bruyne, I can see him leaving because obviously you might be loyal to the club, but you want to be winning. You don't want to be losing. You, you don't want to be knocked out by Leon, who's not the strongest French side there is right now. And you don't want to be dropping points because there's no defence in the, um, in your team. So I think he'll be leaving because if I was him, I'd be having strong words with the manager or with my team. Yeah, I agree with, with I agree with the issue. If he doesn't win the Champions League next season, I see him going to sort of like Real Madrid. I see him going to Real Madrid because yeah. they want Pogba, but Pogba's li- looking likely to sign a new contract, so they they won't be able to get yeah. him. So I think they I think they'll go after Kevin if he doesn't win the Champions League. Talk about Real Madrid. They'll yeah. go to Real Madrid because he knows that he's guaranteed, not guaranteed, but. A strong, strong, very strong side to win the yeah. Champions League of their past history record. And with City, I don't think they even won the Champions League. No, they haven't had it. No, no, never won it. So, the club only existed since 2008 <laughs> when the money came in. Who was City before oil money? I'm yeah, right, guys. 110 AJ. Exactly. Chelsea <sighs> before Abramovich. All right, all right. We'll oh, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Sorry. Get, Get off your high horses, son. I'm scared of heights. I can't. Yeah, no, he's scared of heights. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, anyway. anyway you're off. Oh, you don't want to go on to this. Well, go on. We're going there. But I'll, I'll save you for now. Inter. Fresh off a 5-0 I win. I did not expect that. But to be honest, if United... Obviously, we're going to be talking about United... Later. If if United did beat Sevilla and we did play Inter, I'd be scared because the ex United boys are looking very, very, very strong. I was expecting Inter to win, but not semi finals. I expected yeah. Inter to win by a huge margin, to be honest. Yeah, because, yeah, not because a huge of... margin. I thought, because like, no, I knew they were going to a huge margin. No, because the underdogs Might, have been yeah. performing this week. So I thought Shakhtar might have had a bit of a say. No. And Tony Conte, he destroyed him. Yeah, but if you looked at Inter's games within the season, they were looking very strong. Yeah. And Shakhtar weren't like they used to before, to be honest. Not going to lie to you. Before, they used to be a very strong squad. But now, against the likes of the Inter squad right now, not looking the best, is it? I knew Inter coming in this game, we're going to win 3-4-0. 100%. Because the performance in season was very high, and as soon as um, was it who oh, what is his name Lukaku joined? Because I read an article about Lukaku. He apparently he didn't play well for United because his fitness wasn't there, his dieting wasn't there, or his I, I don't know what this was, but it, it just showed that he wasn't fit for United. But as soon as he joined the Italian league, apparently he got all those things intact, and look at him now. Well, but, he could say about his fitness, but I, in my opinion, I don't watch United that much. But when Lukaku was there, I think it was how United play. The style yeah. of play was clearly different. Yeah. It didn't match it didn't fit style of play. his style, yeah. yeah but He's not with a person Italian... to run behind. Yeah. He holds up. Like, that's Italian football. Hold up play, pass along. That's Lukaku. That's why he's shining at in Italian league. He's fit for this role. And that's why he's... Sh- like, as soon as he joined Inter from United... He made a huge impact. In the first few games, he scored goals, he made assists, and he showed his potential. He showed his true potential today with his five-nil thrashing. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing the highlights. Uh, I guess he's, I'm not sure if he scored a good goals, but he's been scoring every single game. Two goals and an assist. Yeah, two goals and an assist. And an assist. He assisted yeah. uh, Martinez. He Martinez scored two goals as well. He's a baller. Rotoro Martinez is a baller. Yeah, he's a very good player. That's and what I mean. Chelsea was linked to him. And the he team are looking very strong. Yeah. It, yeah. Inter, like the Inter squad looking very strong. My opinion, I think they'll win it. I think they win it as well, in my opinion. I think they'll win it. Let's get on to Sevilla. Sevilla. All right, boys. All right, boys. Let me take. Let me take this. Cool. Let the stage is yours. The stage is yours. Stage, stage is mine. But it's a shame that stage wasn't bloody United. Where, where, where do I start? Where do I start, bro? I'm even taking off my glasses for this because I'm fuming. I've literally, um, I'm, I'm honestly fuming. Lindelof, let me start with the defense first. What the fuck was he doing? What the fuck was he doing? Honestly, he weren't in position, and I blame Williams as well. I don't care what you say. He's too. He's young. He's this. He's that. It's not bloody hard. You stay in position. You're a bloody left back. Don't be in centre back. And Lindelof was God knows where, doing God knows what with God knows who. I have a question for you. Williams. I got, I got a question about no. Williams. Go on, go on. Uh, uh, do, do you watch the United stand? No, yeah. I don't watch the United yeah. stand. He was saying that he would prefer Williams, because he's a right footed, he prefers him to go right back. And Timothy Foxy Mensa plays left back, or you buy another left back. Would you so? How that? about uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka? No, as a, like, yeah, obviously you need two right backs in a back of right back. He's young. Williams is young. He's not going to go in your first squad straight away. He needs to yeah, that but experience. so is Thingy. So is um, Timothy Foster Mensah. Yeah, but he's a, probably the best Williams. He's got. Yeah, he but can use his Williams has started more, so he's had more experience than Foster Mensah. Yeah, but he's not like that last. Well, if I could just say something now, what Hamza's really trying to say is you shouldn't be going in on the left too much because. If he's predominantly suited to the right hand side, irrespective of Wan Bissaka's there or not, he shouldn't be on the. I know you shouldn't be on the left, but it's not hard to stay in position, is it? If if you talk like if someone says stand here, mark this position, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna fuck off and go centre back, are you? No, stay in the fucking position. Lindelof, what the fuck was he doing? He, oh man, he just fucked off. He honestly just fucked off. I don't know where he was, and the second goal, he was going mad at uh, Bruno Fernandez. I don't know what he was going mad at for. It was his fault the goal went in. And let's just get rid of the defence. What was Pogba and Fred doing? Oh, my God. Where the f- they're, they're supposed to be two centre defensive mids who's supposed to help the defence. They were fucking standing there walking around whilst the ball was pinging from left to right, left to right, left to right. They were walking around. Fred, I don't know what he does. He runs He runs into the play. He, do, he doesn't look at the ball. He, ch- he kicks the guy's foot. What are you doing, son? Pogba, the passes he made were a shambles, were a shit show. He was overreaching them. He was, when he got under pressure, instead of kicking it away, he passed it to someone, another person who was under worse pressure, which was AWB, because there's always two people marking, uh, not marking him, but around his position. He just passed it there, so he got rid of the pressure. He can fuck off and try to score a goal. Your position is not a attacking. That is Bruno's position. You are in defensive mid for a reason. You defend for your life. You don't leave. I saw Bruno Fernandez multiple times in the in the penalty box making a few tackles, challenges. He may have overstretched. He may have missed a few, but it's not his position or requirement to do them challenges or drop that deep. It's it's Pogba's. Yeah. And let's get started. Uh, no, no. Let's yeah. get started. No, l- let me. Talk about each player's performance. Uh, Greenwood. I'm not going to hate that lad. I think he's a fantastic player. But Greenwood, he had a few chances, he missed them. But overall, he tried his best. Rashford and Martial, the amount of chances they had, how many? They had 28 shots on target. Or I think they had 28 shots in two games, which was against Copenhagen and Sevilla's game. And we only scored two goals and all those penalties. What is going on? We were winning 4-0, in the Premier League a few weeks ago. Well, we can't beat or we can't score against Tottenham. We can't score or beat Sevilla or Copenhagen. These lot are making the keeper look world-class. They're very good keepers, don't get me wrong. 
but they're hitting it right directly at him. People say, oh, yeah, but but his position weren't wrong. I know his position was maybe wrong, but he's a world-class footballer at the end of the day. You're getting paid. You're training day in, day out to finish and bury these chances. But you can't do that. The only goals you score are penalties. Why can't the main attackers like Rashford or Marshall or even Greenwood... Greenwood had a few chances, don't get me wrong, he should have finished. But unlucky to the lad, he should have finished it. But um, Rashford and Marshall had a hundred chances. And Ole, what is he doing? He needs to make changes as soon as possible. He waits until the 80th minute, 85th minute to bring on new players. Rashford looked tired from the 65th minute. You forced him to play. What is going on? Make make the changes. Make the substitutions. You bring mm-hmm. on fresh players, which will make a difference. Look what look what Bayern did. Look what PSG did. They brought on fresh players and they won the game. Or with Bayern, they dominated even more and they, and they had a bigger margin of goals. With United, they bring on Igalo what in the 85th minute. They should have took Rashford off put Igalo in in like the 70th minute fresh legs they, they should put Greenwood off and put uh, what's his name um, Daniel James a bit of more speed on the wing because these these lads are playing game in game the only change from Copenhagen and Sevilla was the goalkeeper these players are shattered these players are drained change the squad frequently maybe not the starting lineup, but change it much sooner after half time because you could just see the fatigue and the tiredness of Rashford, especially. Yeah. Can I just touch on and that real quick? With this and obviously, last, last week you were mentioning Ole's tactics. They need to change. They need to change. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they need, like, I don't get you, Martial, Rashford and Greenwood, they scored X amount of goals in the Premier League. They were, they were doing amazing. They scored four goals, they scored three goals, they scored so many goals. Pogba was scoring... Uh, um, what's his name? Bruno was scoring, but they can't fucking put the ball back of the net besides the penalty. What is going on? Well, can I just touch on the substitutes real quick? Go on. When uh, you're only you're only going to social, right? And to put this in perspective, let's talk about Guardiola and let's talk about Tuchel. When Tuchel looks at the bench and he sees Kylian Mbappe, when Pep Guardiola looks at the bench and sees Riyad Mahrez, Sergio Aguero, Gabi Jesus, yeah, we don't have a squad depth. That's what yeah. we need to. That, that's what we need to improve. But it's not about him. Like, obviously, the main thing is about improving squad depth. But the main thing is putting on fresh players for fatigued players. But I don't how he doesn't realize it. Like Rashford was walking. He, you could tell he was drained. He was fatigued. Even from the Copenhagen game, it was. It, was, it went into extra time when he was fatigued. He took him off like what, the second half of the first half, within extra time. They should have t- taken him off. 70, like the 60th minute because he was knackered he was finished personally I don't think it was fatigue if you really think about it these players have been off for 3-4 months now they, they should be able right now and be in the condition to play what 10 games and then it's done 10-12 games that's all they need to play and they can go back on holiday I think it's more of a mentality thing when the chips are down I don't think United have it yeah. They had it in them for a brief time in the Premier League and I put that down to form. Something we've seen under Solskjaer before. But I think it was more of a mentality thing. And that may be coached through experience with these young players, but right now, they don't have it. Right now, everything needs to change. And I'm not mainly... Obviously, the last few minutes have been mainly ranting about the players and the manager, but it's the hierarchy. We're going to, moving on to the United transfer. We're gunning down for one transfer, which is Jaden Zanjo. One transfer isn't going to help the squad. We need minimum four players coming in. That's going to change. We need a CDM that plays well with Pogba and defensively because Fred isn't doing the job. Matic, he's not getting enough, in, enough game time and he's getting too old. And McTominay, well, he needs more experience. He needs more coming in. But we, with that, we need... Bringing in a CDM, like people might say, oh, we don't need them when we've got three others. But it's just having the squad depth. Well, Ishi, I hate to burst your bubble, but now that we've moved on into this segue into transfers, the Sancho deal does look like it is off, despite what 
some people may want to think and believe. The deal does look off. If you look at the comments of Zork and you look at Sancho in training, if you look at his social media, I think the deal is off. Multiple news outlets think the deal is off. And what the kicker really is, is a two-part kicker. One of them being the alternative United are looking at is 29-year-old Douglas Costa. And the second being, United are only really linked to one or two players. And I'm sorry, but they're only linked to Sancho and Grealish. These CDMs, these centre-backs, possibly a goalkeeper, possibly a, another full-back, United just don't have the money and they don't have the links. That, so I don't know where we're getting this hope from. That's what the main problem is. We keep gunning down for one potential, two potential signings, but we don't need potentials. Because at the end of the day, I know they're not coming. If they were coming and they were interested, they would have been here by now. Or they, they would have had their medical, or they would have had, or they would have released some piece of information about coming to Manchester. But they're not. We need other signings. We're relying on attackers and midfielders. But that's not where the problem lies. The main problem is the defence. It's it's shocking. It's honestly shocking. Well, you do touch on the defence there. And recently, there has been some news that Dean Henderson is going back to Manchester United after his loan spell has ended. Obviously, Sheffield bringing in Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth. Do you see Henderson breaking over from De Gea? Or do you see Henderson leaving? Because before you before you start, De Gea is on monstrous wages and he's just signed a new deal. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get him out. It's going to be even harder to let him sit on the bench and rot with them wages. That's going to set a bad example. So you as a United fan, do you think you get rid of De Gea? Or do you think you get rid of Henderson? Because you can't have both. In my opinion, I don't favour either one of them. I think they'll get rid of Dean Henderson because the loyalty of David De Gea. He's been here for X amount of years. He's done quite a bit for the club. Obviously, Oli loves him because he trusts him, even though amount of countless mistakes he's made. So I think they'll either get rid of Romero or Dean Henderson or something like that. But I don't. Think, obviously, the goalkeepers. I thought. Don't get me wrong, but if the people in front of him, it's that dumb and dumber. Mm-hmm. It's that fucking retard and stupid. Oh my God! I hate Harry Maguire. It's not just Harry Maguire, it's Harry Maguire and Lindelof. Both of them, like, why is Harry Maguire, oh man. (laughs) Why couldn't Bailly start? Bailly, in the Copenhagen, he might have been injured, he might have a headache, I don't care. But, coming back to um, Mbappe and PSG, Mbappe was injured, he still came on. Why can't um, Bailly do the same thing? Like, with, if you look at Bailly and the Copenhagen game, why do you think we didn't allow a goal to come in? Because Bailly held the defence. He at least, contributed in the defence with Harry Maguire if you watch his performance he weren't marking in both the goals who was he marking he was marking nobody he was marking literally grass and he turned around like a fridge literally a Phil Jones on steroids literally if you looked at his face it's literally Phil Jones and <laughs> Phil Jones on steroids turned around like oh what the fuck's going on like bro mark a fucking man and Brandon Williams shouldn't have been marking, should, but at the same time shouldn't have been marking that person because that was Lindelof's job or at least one of the two main centre-backs' job to mark that that player that, that scored their second goal. Couldn't care less who it was. I'm not even going to mention his yeah. name. Couldn't care less. Yeah. But he should have been marked. He should have been marked. Yeah. Why wasn't he marked? Why is it Brandon Williams? I might slate Brandon Williams but it's not his job to cover two roles. And I think it's massive pressure. Like obviously, I went off at him, but it's massive pressure on him when the his partner, his centre-back, the person to the right, isn't in position, which leaves a massive gap open. If he comes in and centre-back position to cover Lindelof or Maguire just fucking off somewhere, then it leaves that left-back side free for the overlap run or the space to cross it in or a space to allow other players to run somewhere. Yeah. Well, you see, we could talk about United all day with you. I know you've got a lot to say. Well, I think it's time we bring Hamza in. Hamza? Yeah, yeah. Is he there? I've been reading a few things about I Liverpool. See. Thiago Alcantara. Yeah. €30 million Euro transfer. Apparently, Liverpool won't pay up but personal terms agreed. for £30 million. Do you, that, that boss again, he could troll the midfield along with Goretzer. 
he controlled the midfield. I think he's a bowler. I know some Liverpool fans think he's old, he won't fit in the squad, but he's squad depth, he's a bowler. He's not going to start every single game, but he's going to start the FA Cups, mm-hmm. the League Cup, the College Cup, whatever. He's going to start them games. That's why I, that's why I want him. He's a bowler as well. He's like a genie one out. Yeah. What aspect of his game do you think would benefit Liverpool? When he gets the ball from that deep position, from that deep to the halfway line, he runs up, he pushes the ball, he dribbles with the ball. I'm not saying Gino Ronaldo can do that, but he doesn't always do that. And I think Thiago could do that. That boss again, he ran yeah. from his own half towards the boss of box and like made an attempt, made it like, caused the chance to happen. And that's what I love about him. He's amazing. His dribbling is world class. Yeah, yeah. Especially, but you know, with that, you do pick up on the fact that he picked the ball up from deep, but. Liverpool play an inverted yeah. pivot by where they have Fabinho sitting and they have two in front. If you play Thiago, and as you say, he plays deep, you'd have to remove Fabinho, but Fabinho's been a cog in a big machine yeah. for Liverpool. Without him, you don't turn. Would you think about moving Thiago in there? Were you playing further forward? Well, that I did say he's not going to play every single game. And like FA Cups, call it League Cups, you can't, you're not going to play Fabinho in them games. He's more of a he's going to play the Premier Champions League games. I don't think he should play the FA. Maybe in the final he should play, but like the beginning, I don't think he should play Fabinho. I think that's where Thiago could shine. Him and Gini would have them together. Yeah. Maybe Hendo in that DM role. I think I think that could be a good midfield. I'm not saying mm-hmm. Gini Ronaldo should leave. They, they should, he should sign a new contract. I know they negotiated a new contract with Gini. They're not selling him. I think that should be going to the field. Ronaldo, Thiago and Henderson. Yeah. Is she thoughts Thiago to Liverpool? Good deal. I that. think it's a good deal because it's improving your squad depth, which is what teams nowadays need, like United. Thiago is an amazing player. Especially for Liverpool, it's going to be a massive threat because because he's got the German German experience and he brings up the Premier League. German football is very good. People might criticise it, but the way they play football is very high-pressured. They can ping the ball from one side to another. It's very similar to English football. And I think bringing that aspect of the game to English football is very crucial because yeah. the way he plays is just amazing. If he's under pressure, he knows where to sling it. He knows how to sling it without causing the other person to become under pressure kind of thing. And bringing that yeah. to the Liverpool squad yeah. will be improving the deadly fourth that like they were this season. It hates me to say, obviously, I'm a United fan, <laughs> but hearing Liverpool having these transfers done and your team, Chelsea, having two transfers done and one in the making and us lot chasing down something that's never going to happen because he literally just doesn't want to come, or Grealish doesn't want to come, or Sancho doesn't want to come. It's just it's it's frustrating because these players come to clubs, but because like t- players come like you, is it Werner and Ziyech, you both came to Chelsea because the hierarchy of your club made it possible. With um, you you had the talks. With Thiago coming to Liverpool, yeah, it's nearly happened. It's not one hundred percent, but it's fifty percent there because your hierarchy made it happen. But with United, it's just a shambles. I, I don't yeah. want to go on it too much, but can I just say something? It's just go on. Uh, yeah, go on. The Liverpool are saying not going to pay the thirty million euros. I think. Bec- yeah. I think they're just saying that because in six months' time we'll be able to get him for free because his contract runs out. So I think it might That's be a, a little negotiated bu- negotiation bargaining going on here. Because we saw that with Van Dijk. We agreed personal terms. We agreed personal terms with Thiago as well. They're just that price tag. And I think we're really good at getting a bargain. That like 75 million for Van yeah. Dijk. Cool, that's a bargain. You paid 80 million for Harry Maguire. Right. So. Well, we've heard from Liverpool. We've heard from United. We know we have some Chelsea fans that are listening. No, the Chelsea fan. Don't worry, boys. No, I got Chelsea fans. No, shit about Chelsea yeah. fans. No, Chelsea fans. Rishi, you touched on German. And that was the theme of your whole debate yeah. there. King Kai oh Havertz, the deal is edging closer. An £80 million fee agreed between the clubs, finally. What, what are your thoughts? Is that official? Yeah, I've seen reports saying £80 million. Oh. Yes, Simon, Simon, Simon Johnson. Johnson. Okay. B- the BBC. Very well connected. 
very well connected yeah. to Chelsea as well. Yeah, yeah that means it's basically opinion. official. And yeah. well, obviously, you've got a very good attack now since William's gone to Arsenal. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately, yeah. to be honest, even if he wanted to leave, like let's just say he didn't want to leave, he wouldn't have left London anyway. He just he's 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 loyal to London, yeah. so yeah, he's set up here. Yeah. I think you need to improve well, the defense, to be honest, because there were a few silly mistakes last season, and your keeper, to mm-hmm. be honest. Have you heard about um what's his name? Tottenham's news, Joe Hart. Joe Hart's oh gone to Tottenham, hasn't yeah. he? Today, he's literally just been announced yeah. today yeah, for yeah. free. That was quite surprising, that because um, who's Tottenham's second keeper? Is it Vaughan? Gazaniga. Yeah. He's a decent goalkeeper, isn't he? I don't get why they brought no, him. No, nah, he makes mistakes. He makes a lot of mistakes. He makes, yeah, make, yeah. So, yeah. Against the Manchester City game. I think it was a Man City game. Like he flaggied one of his own players trying to get the ball. Yeah. And he missed yeah, the ball. Like, Don't miss the ball. Yeah, I think it it's just like, like he's, he's bringing in three players like that to improve their squad depth. Does which is amazing it? to see. Because think about it. Lloris, sometimes he gets injured. Keepers on very likely to get injured because of the acrobatics they do and they put themselves into dangerous uh, positions. Main prime example is Leno. He put himself in a dangerous position. Obviously, it was that guy's fault. Is it Mope? Mope's fault. Shouldn't have done that. But keepers do get injured and having Joe Hart, who's a very good quality keeper, in my opinion, as a second keeper, I think it's, it's a good transfer, to be honest. Can I just touch on that real quick? I don't think he will be the second keeper. I've got this theory that I don't know if you know, but English clubs have a quarter to grow with English players. Yeah. yeah, the homegrown quarter. I think Joe Hart's been signed on a free just to fill the grown home. Homegrown just like quarter. Rob Green was signed to Chelsea for free for the homegrown. Yeah. But Tottenham do well, have do quite a few Chelsea, yeah. English players. They have Hurricane Winks. They have quite a few. Deli Alley. Well, go to Chelsea. Yeah. You go to Chelsea. <laughs> You talk about your beloved Chelsea. Yeah, just rounding up on Chelsea real quick, though. You did talk about defence before. and Well, there has been two developments. Chelsea are looking at Ben Chilwell, obviously, yeah. widely known. It did start off with a lot of false reporting. Talks of a medical being today, actually. Nothing's come of that. But the deal is edging closer with reports coming out again from Simon Johnson that the deal has been sealed with a world record fee for a left-back. Mm. What is the world record fee? Well, the world record fee for a fullback was Benjamin Men- Mendy. Home. Then it was Hernandez at Bayern Munich. So I'm expecting it to be 60, 70 million for Chilwell. Okay. Who's your current left back? It's Marcus Alonso, isn't it? No, we've got three. We've got Emerson, Alonso. None of them are up to par. We only play Alonso when we play a back three. Yeah. But start of the season, Emerson did start off well, then he got injured, and then we never saw him again. Aspilicueta has been filling in at left-back because he is predominantly a left-back. Mm. Started off at left-back. So we've been seeing him there. But just to end on Chelsea transfers, Lewis Dunk rumoured with a £40 million transfer. Now, personally, before you guys say anything, I want this to happen so bad. No offence, Adrian. It's not... I don't know who Lewis Dunk even no. is. He's a Brighton player. <laughs> just centre-off for Brighton. Brighton who? Brighton what? <laughs> You say this, but no, he is good. He is good. Let me, let me ask you a few questions. Uh, well, what that. position does he play? Center right, he's center back. Center right, oh, he's center back. Okay, okay. Let me just ask you a few questions. Do you rate Alderweireld? Um, yeah, don't mind Alderweireld. Do you rate Van Dyke? I would rather not answer that because of a deluded Liverpool. Fan. He does, he, yeah. Yeah, you rate them to those two players. Good defenders. Yeah. What I see out of those two players and what they have in common with Lewis Dunk, they came from a mid-table Premier League yeah. club and they were doing it already in the Premier League. I see that with Lewis Dunk. I see someone who's commanding in his box, vocal in his box, strong, an aerial presence, no-nonsense defender. Yeah, Everything that United lack with Harry Maguire, yet Harry Maguire is double the fee. I think Lewis Dunk will bring that experience to a very young backline, and I think he would benefit us a lot for another three seasons. Yeah, he'll obviously be a stopgap until we can find someone with better experience. Mm. But until then, he is a very good stopgap. I've got an interesting theory about Lewis Dunk. 
Chelsea have also Liverpool have also acquired about Antonio Rudiger. Antonio Rudiger. There's Joe Matip. Apparently, he's rumored about to go to PSG. Rudiger replaces Matip and don't replace Rudiger. Do you think that will happen? Personally, I don't see Rudiger leaving after what he's done for Chelsea this summer with Werner and Havertz. Mm. Well, never say yeah, never. Just never say never. Is she in closing? What do you think? Um, I'm saying we'll leave this until next week. See if anything escalates because obviously we're edging towards uh, the Premier League coming close. Uh, when's the first Premier League? Game? I think it's September 12th. Yeah. Or 13th, yeah, which is less than four or three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you for joining me again. Obviously, very interesting debate. I just want to get over United. Might as well cry myself to sleep. <laughs> um, hopefully, the next episode should be released. Um, episode three. Episode three should be released either next Monday or Tuesday. Obviously, we record every Monday or Tuesday or something. By then, we'll receive more transfer news. Hopefully, some good news by United, but I just know that there will not be. Uh, we'll find out the Champions League winners and the Europa League winners. I uh, just want to say thank you for the listeners that joined in on episode one and also the listeners who made it through. Uh, 61 minutes of me rambling about United. Uh, also want to say thank you, AJ. Thank you, Hamza, for your time. No worries. No worries, bro. Uh, see you next week. Uh, everyone thank you for joining, guys. Follow the Bro Podcast on Instagram. Yes, follow yeah, the Bro Podcast on Instagram. The Bro Podcast. Some sense out of his mouth. Finally, you said something relevant or fucking 61 minutes. Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap you up in a minute, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, lads, I'll see you soon. Thank you, listeners. Um, please join in next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.